Jerry podcast. I got Jerry here by my side as always. And today we got a great pod for you. We're going to talk a little bit about Tiger Woods, some NBA surprises on the good side, some disappointments, some teams that catch our eye that we need to talk about. And then also All-Star Weekend coming up in the NBA. Uh, we're going to get our takes out on that. Uh, look forward to next week. We're going to get some uh, some more NBA thoughts, our half-season pod, as well as uh, coming up soon, some March Madness takes. And uh, be on the lookout for the 2TV Sports March Madness Bracket Challenge. We're going to get that out to you guys soon. Jerry, before we get started here, though, hit that subscribe button and you'll get this pod in your feed. You don't have to remember to search it every week. And also give us a rating. Let us know what you think. Check out the Knicks Picks pod starring Nick Robin talking basketball and pop culture. This week he had Ryan Staden on, former SDSU walk-on. Great listen. They talk all things uh, walk-on, college basketball life. Great way to get you started for uh, March Madness. But uh, Jerry, let's get into this Tiger Woods 7 a.m. crash. You know, classic Tiger. Uh, what, What are your thoughts on this? I mean, I was looking forward to coming on potting with you about some NBA like leading off with uh, some all-star stuff, you know, what teams have been surprisingly good, surprisingly bad, who we like, who we're enjoying, who we can't stand. Um, and then the Tiger story, like the biggest story of the week, obviously, like the world basically comes to a stop when Tiger does anything, winning, crashing, um, DUI stuff, like anything. Um, this is crazy and unexpected. Like Dwayne Wade was playing golf with him the day before. Um, also super weird that it happened at seven in the morning. Uh, I guess I should back up backtrack and say, firstly, I hope he's okay. We found out that it wasn't life-threatening injuries. You know, he, his legs are, I guess, crushed. He has a rod in his leg, a couple screws in his ankles. So, um, it's gonna be a long recovery back. And now that we have, you know, thoughts and prayers out of the way for Tiger, I mean, there's no way he comes back and is this, like the same guy. Right. I mean, we said that before after four back surgeries, but like, I mean, He's 40 plus. He just won his masters. And at this point, like he's playing like to enjoy this time with his kids and like share that greatness with him, them. Like I, it's tough. It's tough for me to see him uh, working his way back to glory. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't, we don't know how bad these injuries are. We don't know what's going on with him really. There's Did been you almost... see that car? What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, the car was crushed. Yes. But like, also, that I mean, sometimes you can get your car crushed and be fine. Sometimes things look worse. Like, we don't know. Tiger, you know, apparently he has rods in his legs. Like, could it be a rod that's, you know, like four inches? Or, like, is it a rod that's two feet? Like, I mean, either way, know. he's not golfing this year. Like, no way. So, yeah, he's not golfing anytime soon. And he's he was coming off a back injury anyways. I mean, I never really thought Tiger was going to be in the mix for a lot more majors. Like maybe before any of this, maybe like one or two more majors he would be in the mix for. So, I I mean, I don't really feel like we're getting robbed of like a career of, you know, great more, more wins for Tiger. So I'll get that out of my, out of the way first. And I hope that he recovers and I would love to see him playing uh, at some point this year. But, but even not this, when he's when he's not in great form, him coming into Augusta is always special in April. So I, I will miss that. And and speaking yeah. of that, we hey, we're gonna get to that uh, Masters preview soon. Again, like if you, this is gonna be twice in like six months, which is even better. yeah. And we're seeing the commercials already. It's time. It's getting time for the Masters, man. I can't wait for that. And and I mean, this goes to, like Tiger is the face of golf, obviously. But at the same point, there's a lot of other guys these days who are very compelling. 
and so many and yeah you know there's major turn major championships are going to be compelling no matter who's playing in them in my opinion tiger obviously adds something extra but i didn't really think that we would get prime tiger golf's in the best place it's ever been right now you got john rom dechambeau brooks kepka justin rose dustin johnson like all these dudes going at it, heavy hitters. And then you have like your Xander Shoffleys, your young guns like coming up through the ranks. Not to mention Colin Morikawa, guys who we've never heard of winning majors. Like this is the best time for golf. Um, and also golf Matt Wolf. Back, on the, Jerry. On the, golf is back. Don't sleep on this Masters. But we'll we'll have more on that and, and golf uh, as it comes closer and the weather gets a little bit warmer on at least the East Coast. I know where you are. It's definitely a little better than here. But uh, let's get into some NBA, man. This is what I was really looking forward to. Uh, I've got some takes. You've got some takes. I'll let you kick it off with uh, the team of your choosing, though. Yeah, so, Jerry, I've got some NBA teams. Then I'm going to throw at you here. We've got some uh, some good and some bad, some teams that came in and really, uh, you know, have been better than I thought and some teams that have came in and been worse than I thought, and I'm going to throw them at you, and then you're going to give me uh, your take on them after I give you my take. And so – I'm thinking about the good teams in the NBA. You know, you're looking at the standings here, and um, you've got a team in the Western Conference. Everyone, you know, thought they were just stuck in purgatory of being a four through six seed and losing in the first round every year. They didn't really add anyone to their roster this offseason other than Derek Favors on a team that lost in the first round last year. And I'm talking about the Utah Jazz, who have by far the best differential in the NBA, plus 10 points. And this is the Bucks, seven point six, twenty six and six, first place in the West, four games up on the Clippers. I mean, they're going to have to, you know, do a major choke job not to get this one seed. You've got eight dudes who are all playing great in the rotation. Three guys who should have been all stars, in my opinion: Conley, Mitchell, and Gobert. You've got great depth pieces: Bogdanovich, Ingles, Clarkson, who's playing great. Um, and there's two. And so this team has been a great surprise. I just want to say that they're a legit contender. I don't know if they're going to win the NBA Finals. There's a lot of basketball left, but I'm in on Utah Jazz. I mean, it's interesting. I actually was at a Jazz game last winter before the COVID shutdown. Um, Those games are super fun. Found Mitchell, huge fan favorite. I'm glad to see that Gobert and Mitchell are playing fine, but I think that's well been established. Yeah, I mean, the thing with the Jazz, though, that I think – is on the forefront of everyone's NBA minds. It's just like, it's the jazz. Like, yeah, they're having an awesome regular season, but when it comes down to crunch time in the playoffs, like you still got to go through Braun and AD and we'll get to the Lakers, but like the regular season obviously is not their priority after just coming off the chip. Um, I was thinking about like matchups between the jazz and the Lakers and the Lakers aren't great. Like besides their two biggest stars. Um, But like, how do you match up? You could put Gobert maybe on Anthony Davis, um, but then, like, seriously, on the Jazz, who is matching up with LeBron James, okay? You got Bogdanovich matching up with him. He's going to get smoked. Joe Ingles getting cooked. Um, Jordan Clarkson, so undersized. Like, Donovan Mitchell, you're not going to put on him. Like, there's literally nobody that can guard either of them, but specifically LeBron James. Um, You're going to have slow old Derek Favors out there covering them. Um, it's awesome. I'm actually, I'm a huge Donovan Mitchell fan. I love to see the success. Love the jazz are getting love. Um, but like, even if they're playing the Clippers, 
I'm debatably the Nuggets, although the Nuggets have been kind of a dumpster fire lately. Eight seed Nuggets. Yeah, the eight seed Nuggets. But um, <laughs> yeah, but they haven't had. I mean, they've had some issues. I think if they can get it turned around, they'll be all right. Um, but to my point, like the Jazz, the Jazz are fun. I'm happy for them. They should get the one seed. I hope they keep their pedal to the metal. But does it really matter in the end? Like, are you taking the Jazz over the Clippers right now? So, I don't know. I mean, we'd have to see in a series, and there's a lot of basketball left. But I think right now the Jazz are fully contenders. And you must not have seen the the uh, Lakers Jazz. I know you've been busy with work, but uh, the Lakers Jazz game last week uh, held LeBron to 19 points, minus 20 point differential in that game. The Jazz won by uh, about 30 points there. So um, I understand your, what you're saying Dude, about. He doesn't they want to show them how he's going to defend them in the playoffs. Why would you show your hand this early? <laughs> I, that's one thought process that you could have. But <laughs> also, I mean, I'm not saying the Jazz are you know going to beat these teams, but I think for the people saying that the Jazz aren't contenders, that's foolish. Like they're going to be right in this. They've got yeah, a no, very they're solid definitely team. contenders. But like, I also kind of like this. I, what I really want to see in a series is Suns Jazz. I think that would be like the most fun. Western Conference NBA postseason match. That's looking – that's be a, a second-round matchup here. The Suns are the four seed. Yeah. Um, let me get to another one of these good teams, and that's kind of been surprisingly good for me, and that's the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, I wrote, you know, the NBA hot take last week, and I, and I was saying that I think the Nets are going to win the NBA championship, and I think that the, the Kyrie Irving, Durant, and Harden uh, pairing is going much better than I thought it would. You know, Kyrie Irving, he, he learned how to play off ball when he was playing with LeBron. You've got Durant, who obviously learned how to play off ball when he was playing with the with the Warriors. And um, and then he's Harden, who is uh, is kind of like a point guard. And he, he knows how to find people. He's he's very good in the dribble drive and uh, passing game. And uh, this offense just looks like a very well-oiled machine. You've got Joe Harris, you know, spacing the floor. And uh, – the big concern here is defense, but um, Kevin Durant, I mean, that dude's an elite defender when he wants to be. James Harden and Kyrie Irving, I mean, those guys obviously don't try in the regular season. But in the playoffs, I think both of them are smart players. Like, they can somewhat hold their ho- own but why? Okay, but why is this um, a surprise to you that it's like they're like, it's a good surprise? Like, we knew Brooklyn was going to put up points, right? And what I think what was more surprising to me in a good way is the role reversal of uh, – Irving and Harden, like uh, point guard. That's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. I mean, like, it makes so much sense now that it happened. Like, nobody before was like, oh, like, Harden should be running the offense and Kyrie should be off ball. But, like, looking at it, because it just doesn't make sense, like, when you just look at the two and, like, how they've been playing their whole careers. But, like, when you put them on the same team, it makes way more sense to have Kyrie off ball and have Harden making decisions. Absolutely. Yeah, and and Harden's playing like he did when he was in LKC. Kind of in like the Manu Ginobili, like, you know, distributing role. Um, It's a great fit for him. And and I think one thing with Brooklyn, too, is like, um, one, when all these guys get bought out, or maybe they'll even make a trade at the trade deadline, they're going to be able to add a a piece or two to defend. The one thing I I don't agree with, though, that they did was trading Jared Allen. Like, that still doesn't make sense to me. There was no reason to do it. You didn't have to include him in that trade. Like, you were already moving. I mean, they, they obviously must have had to include him or, or like I don't think they would have wanted to I mean they've they've really valued him and uh they need him because DeAndre Jordan sucks dude yeah and, uh, he he's really dropped off 
he's not going to be able to play in crunch time for them. You know, they've been playing Jeff Green over him, which I, I think Jeff Green's a solid player. But have I ever told add... you my Jeff Green take? No. He's like Maybe. he has all the makings of a player that could be LeBron James, but isn't. Like he has the frame, he has the size, he plays a similar style, similar position. He is kind of big. He put on a little bit of weight. Uh, I think he's like an inch shorter, if not the same height. Like Jeff Green should be everything that LeBron is, and just fucking blows. <laughs> like it yeah, just, I mean, it boggles my. I, I play the game every year. Where's Jeff Green this year? And like, I just hate that he's not better. Like I just I, I have nothing against Jeff yeah. Green. He just should be so much better than he is, which frustrates the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's all right, but they're gonna add two more pieces in the buyout market. They're gonna get like For you sure. know like a PJ Tucker type or someone like that who can come in and, and play some defense, but. For more than that, go to uh, 2tvsports.com and check out my uh, hot take of the week. I kind of went in depth on them uh, in there. And uh, we got two more teams here on the good side. I want to just touch on them quickly. We'll, we'll talk about Charlotte here. Uh, LaMelo Ball, he's this absolute stud. He's going to be a very good player in the NBA. I'm full on the LaMelo bandwagon. That Gordon Hayward contract, not looking too bad after we all mocked it this off. Still overpaid. But I hear you. Overpaid, but he he's helped. And then Terry Rozier has been uh, all that anyone Scary wanted Terry. when they Don't got sleep. rid of Kemba and, and uh, picked, up, picked up him. So, I mean, you're working with a, a nice little core there of LaMelo, Scary Terry, Gordon Hayward. Um, maybe they'll add a few more pieces. Uh, who knows how they'll do that. But uh, oh, listen, I if LaMelo team... ever wins a championship, I highly doubt Gordon Hayward is going to be on that roster. So. They got some reconstruction. I agree, dude. but this is a team that's up and coming in in the East. You know, Lamelo takes mean up and coming. They two. can't. They literally can't go down any further than they were. The Hornets have been so bad forever that they've been up and coming. Like that's like that's like you saying and like, oh, this area is like up and coming. Like, and it's like just been a dump for the last like twenty years. Yeah, that's literally and Charlotte. Now, and now it's getting better. They're the eighth seed right now. In the East, you know, the East is looking pretty bad, honestly. And and uh, in a few years, I think with Lamelo and the scheme that they have, they've got the, the makings of a team who can be like a top four team in the East. And, and who knows what can happen? Maybe top four team in the get... East. I mean, the East is uh, stacked right now, but yeah, we'll see. The East is stacked. That's a hot take. I mean, at the, the top, five hundred. You, you think the Hornets can get by the, the Celtics, Pacers, Nets, Raptors, Sixers? The Hornets... like, there's so many teams up top. The Hornets are have a better record than the Celtics. They have well, a better right, record right. than the Heat. Right now, right now. Give it some time. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, the, they, they're, they have the same uh, winning percentage as the Raptors. I mean, they're a game – they're a half game out of the four spot right now. And that's not – that's LaMelo in his rookie year. Um, and, and then just with the guy – like, they're starting Cody Zeller at center. You get a decent center in there. <laughs> PJ Washington develops. I'm in on Charlotte. Dude, I'm in on um, PJ Washington. I'm a big PJ Washington guy. Let, let's go to uh, Portland here. And, and, and this one's really quick. I just wanted to say Damian Lillard. I mean, this team that he's working with, Jerry, it's a whole bunch of scrubs around him. You've got, you know, Gary Trent's decent, and they're starting him uh, with McCollum out. And, and but you've, you know, you're, you're giving big minutes to Rodney Hood, Derek Jones. Robert Covington, uh, Dennis Cantor, Harry Giles. I mean, this, Dude, this is a the bunch Blazers of are like always this and... ragtag team that is led by Damian Lillard while CJ's injured. Dude, the Blazers are literally the most injury bit team like of the last three and a half years. Like, 
they're never if they were ever fully healthy, I yeah. feel like they'd be top four in the West. Like Damian Lord is and so nice. And like I think yeah, last year at some point, like everyone caught on that he was underrated. He became a little overrated. Then it cooled off because he got, you know, taken out in the bubble. But I mean, this dude is still underrated somehow. Like it's crazy that people are still like, oh, Dame's like Dame can't do what Steph does. Like, no, Steph's situation is just way better. Like, come on. And they're or like well, other point guards too. Okay, but Steph is better than Dame defensively. I think Steph's underrated defensively, but that's for another pod, Jerry. Uh, the Blazers, man, he's undersized. That's all. It's not. I mean, it's not even for another pod. Like Steph's just undersized. That's all it is. He he's been playing better defensively, and he's honestly not. He's honestly kind of big these days. He's like six. He's like six three, and he's kind of jacked. And the Warriors have best defense over the last fifteen games. Um, but. Portland, 18 and 13, fifth in the West. They're playing good basketball. And uh, that's all due to Damian Lillard. So um, let's get to some of these bad teams, Gary. Uh, Miami Heat went to the finals last year. Could have beaten the Lakers. Dragic and Bam stayed healthy. I mean, that, that series went six, and Miami didn't have their two best, two of their three best players. Um, so I think they could have won that series if they were healthy. And uh, and they've started this year off, and they've been horrible. I mean, they're fifteen and seventeen. They're tenth in the in the East. You think and it's they're, the Jimmy COVID effect? Definitely, Jimmy being out hurt, and, and their injuries have hurt. But still, I mean, fifteen and seventeen for a team that went to the finals last year—that was yeah. You know, but one hold of on, that was a kind teams. of fluky finals, though. Like I agree. When they I got agree. to the Eastern Conference Finals, they went through the Celtics, who blew it, but also had an injured Hayward as usual, which is not really excused. It's just kind of the team we had. Like they beat us. Um that one that one bam block though, if that doesn't happen on Tatum at the rim, that iconic bam block. So all so I mean the Celtics were just so close to going to the finals against the Lakers. I'm still a little still a little salty about that. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, we'll get to the fi- the Celtics in a minute. And like literally the, the, the he were so injured by the time they got to the Lakers it wasn't even a series, even though somehow, somehow Tosh back series went six games. It's ridiculous. Yeah, because the Lakers lost when they were uh, wearing the mama jerseys to close everything out. They took the fat L. Yeah, but, I'm not um, mad about that. <laughs> but, um, dude, the Heat, I mean, you just, I, you know, I thought they maybe wouldn't be quite as good with, with Jay Crowder being out, but I think a lot of these other guys who need to take a step just haven't, and, uh, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like their year. Like it doesn't seem like they're going to go back to the finals. Um, let's go to the Lakers, and uh, the Lakers are another team that's really disappointed me. I mean, I heard this off season all the talk about oh the Lakers, you know, their signings of Harrell and Wesley Matthews. They're going to get so much better. They're going to be a better team. Like they're going to have a cakewalk to the finals. And I mean, yeah, you've got Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Like you should be the best team in the NBA. You've got two of the top five players two players who are super hard to match up with, and then you put both of them together, just that athleticism inside yeah. is unbelievable. I mean, you can surround them with anybody. So you're disappointed in the regular season, right? Because that's what we're Dude, talking Dude, I'm about. disappointed that they're third in the West, that they already have 11 losses, and that they've lost four in a row. Dude, they're, they're five and five the in their last off season. Like, who cares? Like, if I – seriously. Like, if you're a Lakers fan, I mean, I'm not, obviously. But if you were – I mean, I don't give a shit about the regular season. I could literally come in like the sixth or seventh seed, get my guys healthy, and be like, "All right, let's run this." It's not like the fans are having a huge home court advantage. Like, 
you're going to be traveling either way. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter. Do you honestly think this team has enough to beat the Nets? Because I, from what I've seen, Does any I don't team think have they enough do. to beat the Nets? Dude, they have the best offense in NBA history or vying for it against that 2017 Warriors team who also had Kevin Durant. <laughs> so, Kevin Durant, underrated. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that, that one. No hate on no hate but, on KD. But I think that with the Lakers, I mean, LeBron's looking old. I don't know. Like, this whole MVP LeBron, LeBron's thing is, looking is, old. Is, is, is ridiculous. I mean, Le- LeBron is shown. He's playing when the Anthony most Davis, of his career right now. Dude, LeBron, when Anthony well, I'd be Davis gassed is, too if I didn't have AD when, with me. When Anthony Davis is out, I mean, the Lakers don't win. And the Lakers are bad when Anthony Davis is out. I mean, you yeah, saw yeah, that. Look at their roster before Braun and AD got there. They were trash. And that's how it is if you take one of those dudes off. Yep. Dude, LeBron's LeBron's first year. LeBron's first year on the Lakers, they didn't make the playoffs. Like, that team is not good without Anthony Davis. It's not like, are you like, exactly that surprised? Like, come on. But, dude, I mean, I, if you're missing one player, Anthony Davis, and then his whole injury, is he going to ever be healthy? Is a whole nother thing that I think, you know, I'd be worried about. But, I mean, that that guy gets injured a lot, and uh, he was healthy last year, but. Most of the most of his career, he's been dealing with injuries. But I mean, you you get killed by Utah. You lose to Washington. You lose to Miami. You lose to Brooklyn. You barely beat Minnesota, and then you lose to Denver. I mean, that's their last six games. That's been terrible. Uh, they're not going to get the one seed. There, you know, when the NBA playoffs begin, there's probably going to be fans. There's fans in Utah, right? You know, play in Utah with fans in that elevation. You know, that's not going to be an easy series to win. And um, they haven't really the shown me that there. elevation is real. That's a real factor. Even with all the conditioning that these guys are in. Exactly. And so, you know, LeBron's been known to get cramps in big games. And that one um, time in San Antonio, he's been known to get cramps. <laughs> I, I, listen, I don't even want to be a LeBron defender on this spot. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm just saying he doesn't get injured. Like, he literally pulled his point one time. He had one cramp. That's it. That's the only time I remember him getting injured, like, ever. He hits the floor so yep. many times. And so, if, if LeBron and AD are fully healthy, and, I mean, you have to like the Lakers to go far in the playoffs, but, I mean, who knows with the Davis stuff. LeBron's been playing a lot of minutes. Like, the, you know, LeBron hasn't – there's reasons that LeBron hasn't won every finals uh, every season, and, and uh, well – you know, they still might be the favorites. I think they've been a little bit disappointing this year. Um, let's get to Dallas. And uh, Dallas, everyone came into this season. Dallas is supposed to be the new up-and-coming team, like Doncic taking a next step, Porzingis taking a next step. Which uh, like KP he hasn't even played. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we love those guys. Like, I'm a fan of those guys. But they yeah. just simply haven't gotten the job done. They're under 500. Um, minus 1.6 point differential. They're one of the worst defenses Dude, in the NBA. Let me let me let me pause you right there though, because let me throw this out. I was watching Celtics Mavs this past week, and the Celtics lost as usual. Um, but the Mavericks were starting James Jones. If you're starting James Jones, and you're starting five, you mean games, James Johnson? James? Sorry, Johnson. yeah, James Johnson. James Johnson. Um, if you're starting him in your starting five in the National Basketball Association, your team cannot be that good. Like, this dude is barely sniffing minutes on Miami. Like, there's no way your team's good. And, I mean, we ended up losing to them. But no wonder the Mavs are disappointing. Like, they're not surrounding Luka with anybody. I mean, it's really upsetting, actually, to watch Luka 
not be surrounded by like great talent. Like I hope that they get him some help. Or you know, Kristaps gets healthy. That would be a nice to punch. Yeah, there's definitely talent on that Mavericks team, but but like you know, I'll I'll compare them to the Blazers and Dame. Like there's not much talent on that Portland team, but Portland's you know More eighteen than the Mavericks, and thirteen. Though. Huh? Is there? I mean, who's... dude, Roko, Gary Trent's on the come up. Yusef Nurkic, uh, Nurkic has been out. Sure. McCollum's been out. Dude, don't sleep on Zach Collins. <laughs> Zach Collins has been out Collins too. Been out. I Collins mean, has been out his whole career. So I mean, dude, like I don't like Hardaway's not terrible. You know, Brunson's not terrible. Brunson's good. I like Josh, Brunson. Yeah, John, Josh Richardson not terrible. He's a bomb. Terrible. Porzis is supposed to be this unicorn, like. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi, like they've got yeah, decent Finney players. Isn't it? Just, Maxi Kleba can hit like a three once and play some okay. Kleba's all right. I mean, dude, Kleba would probably start for Portland. Dude, like, you dude, you can't surround Luca with all right guys who are just interchangeable. Like, you can't be. And, I mean, yeah, they're not going to be a finals contender, but I would like to at least see them be a little bit above third. And their offense is fine. It's their defense. And yeah. And I don't think any of those other dudes are that bad of defenders. And to me, this really comes down to Luca and Porzingis being bad defenders yeah. because, um, you know, Richardson's not a terrible – Hardaway's not a terrible defender. Brunson just plays hard. Like, Finney Smith and Kleber are all right defenders. Like, it really comes down to Luca and Porzingis being terrible defenders. And <laughs> that's why well, they're giving up 113 Porzingis doesn't even have the opportunity to be a terrible defender because he's been riding the bench all season. <laughs> yeah, that guy's got to get healthy. Got to get healthy. Um, let's get to my last team I want to talk about here, Jerry, and it's your Boston Celtics. Yeah. Who, um, I don't want to rub this in, but maybe the most disappointing team of this season. I mean, I thought that this was going to happen last year, and I'll admit I was wrong. They went to the conference finals. They should have gone to the finals. Um, and because you know they lost Kyrie, they lost Horford before last year. Um, they lost Baines. Like I thought that, you know, that they wouldn't be able to keep it up and they did. And so then after that, you know, I thought, okay, this team is up and coming. You've got Brown, Tatum, Marcus Smart, Kemba. Um, I like Tice. I think he's decent. You know, you signed Thompson. I thought, you know, draft picture that I was like, okay, this is probably going to be a top four team in the East. And, uh, and they just have not been that they're 15 and 17. Um, and they've lost three in a row. And and I know you've probably been watching more than I have. So I, I'm just wondering so what bad. it's actually the most infuriating time to watch team. the Celtics. Um, my <laughs> my real question is where do I even start on this team? Um, for one, uh, I don't even know if I want to start on Kemba, but he's the point guard, so that's where I'm gonna go. I mean, I don't know if he's healthy or not, but you can't be putting up only 15 points a game. Like that's not good enough. Two, um, Jalen Brown has been more consistent a better player than Jason Tatum this year. Jason Tatum's got to stop taking those stupid step-back three-pointers and drive to the fucking basket. The Celtics in general have zero ball movement. Tristan Thompson, which I thought was going to be a good signing, was a terrible signing. Payne Pritchard's been good as a rookie, but, like, he can't be the answer in his first season, and, like, he can only give you so much off the bench. Um, Smart's been out, but he's not going to solve all your problems coming back. Daniel Tice has been a beast, but, I mean, you can't play him all game. He's going to get in foul trouble, and Thompson's not helping you out, like I just said. Robert Williams is not getting enough minutes. Like this dude, every single time he's in the game for 10 or 15 minutes is getting every single board, making great passes, hustle plays. Like, dude, just fucking unleash this, man. I've been saying this for three weeks. I'm pissed off that Zach Lowe got his takeout before I got to. Um, again, we've been a little busy. 
But, uh, dude, the Celtics have been atrocious. I was watching – I was actually in Boston on uh, Sunday watching that Pelicans game. We're up 24 points in the third quarter. I'm like, cool, I'm going to zip out of here, get some dinner, like be home at a nice early time. I have to drive like an hour and a half back to my house. Uh, and, dude, we're like blowing this. I'm like, are you kidding me? A longest game of NBA history right there, like three, three hours basically. And all those replays at the end, which is a whole nother story. The NBA's got to figure that out. Um, but, dude, the Celtics are a mess. Their window was open last year. We were so close to the finals, like I mentioned earlier. This year, I mean, I mean, seriously, we're stuck in purgatory right now. Like, we're kind of like the Bucks in that way. Like, we have really good players, but, like, we have, don't have the cap space to get new players. We've squandered our draft capital. Um, yeah, dude, I, I mean, Kemba's getting all – he's not like he's getting better. His knees aren't getting any younger. Um yeah, it's a really, right, really don't, bad situation. Don't compare don't compare your situation to the Bucks situation. The Bucks are 20 and 13, third in the Eastern Conference, have a shot to go to yeah, the uh finals Celtics here. Celtics got and, further and than the Bucks in... last year though, so I have that on you. But I mean, yeah, we lost to the same team. I mean, mm-hmm. the Buck the, the the Bucks will save that for another pod, but yeah, dude, the Celtics and I was concerned about this before the season or maybe after the first few games and I told you like I just don't think this team has enough has enough depth I mean there's depth in terms of guys who can dude, be like depth, but they're bad I mean we're still yeah carrying... exactly oh, they're also, ninth wait, wait. And I forgot men. this too what dude this is the most infuriating thing about the Celtics we're playing semi-ogile what I've seen this man for three years like I know what he is he's not that good he's sits in the corner chucks up like one or two threes occasionally they go in He's not that good of a defender. I have no idea why Brad Stevens keeps playing semi ogile Fucking package him, Romeo Langford, Tristan Thompson, and fucking get somebody. Like, it's actually no so, one wants Every time I guys, see 37 Ogile on the court, I get so mad. I'm like, there's no re- – honestly, Gershon Yabusele was better. Or Yabusele. Dude, however. no one wants any of those dudes. And that's what my complaint with Danny Agents has been this whole time is, like, they're stacking up all these, like, mediocre assets – which are good in theory, and it's good if you hit on some of them. But at the end of the day, and when you, you have got a bunch of, we can't move them for somebody on the Pistons or the Magic. Dude, or... who wants Semi Oshale? If if you don't want him, who wants him? Why would anyone want Semi Oshale? Why would anyone want Tristan Thompson? Like, why would anyone want, uh, you know, Grant Williams? Yeah, Semi's Jesse, got so much upside Romeo because Langford, they. Cause they Semi does not have that much upside. Dude, it's because he's not getting minutes on the team. Or te- there's just people in front of him. Like he getting he's, he's, okay, he's shine. okay. Also though, okay. Grant Williams is good. He's undersized a little bit. He's all right. He's a good defender. Right. I mean, I like Grant Williams. That's the one guy Dude, I want to keep. But... So the the Celtics have a bunch of guys. You know, you throw Tristan Thompson, Grant Williams, Semi Ojale, Richard. Jeff Teague, Langford. Oh Nate yeah, Smith. Jeff Teague also a bunch. Dude, uh, that signing. Like, he's giving us nothing. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, I mean, there's all these dudes who, in theory, are decent, but they really should be, like, your ninth through 13th, you know, players in your rotation. And those guys are, like, four through, like, you know, eight. And then with injuries and, like, Tatum having COVID, Kemba. Basically, like, third scoring option. Yeah, you know, Kemba in and out. They're playing huge minutes. And, like, you have – smart being out, too. Like, you have to get – you know, guys who are better in, you know, four through 
seven rolls and and that's not easy to do and like missing on those picks has been kind of brutal and like that's where like gordon oh, hayward helps. Dude, i haven't even mentioned our uh, our lottery pick aaron Neesman. so bad oh my god i can't believe i let him out or left him out he i mean we've been trying to play him a little bit more in the past couple of weeks and i've seen him on the court but like he literally just kind of sits like behind the arc and will occasionally like chuck up a three and it's it's not good. It's not a good draft pick. That guy, I just don't yeah. see it for him moving forward. Drafting someone like Tyrese Maxey would have been a better, uh, definitely Dude, a more lot help. Of people at that pick would have been better. But anyways, yeah, Emmanuel quickly would have been good too. But uh, next time we pot about the Celtics, they'll be a little bit more upbeat. Yeah, I mean, once Smart gets back, and maybe Kemba will get a little bit more healthy. But like, I don't, I don't know see them that. getting by, like even the Sixers this year, which is weird because we've been sweeping the Sixers every time we play. Or like the Nets, obviously. I don't think we're getting. By. Yeah, I mean, the Bucks could be a good series. I'm looking forward to that if that happens. We remember that. We remember the last time they uh, they faced off in the series. That wasn't that wasn't too pretty for you. Yeah, guys, but Kyrie but, uh... was checked out. That's a completely different story. We're focused now <laughs> with our <laughs> fucking bum of a team. All right, uh, you got one more team here, Jerry. You want to talk about? Oh yeah, I was just like, I want to get your thoughts on Philly real quick because it seems like Joel is actually in shape. And uh, is putting up monster numbers this season. Ben Simmons has figured out how to play with him like co- very cohesively, even though he still can't shoot. Whatever. Um, so, but like I don't know exactly... what the, like they're in first right now as we pod in the East, and I don't know what their ceiling is. But I don't. I mean, I don't really like. I don't trust the Sixers. It's not that I don't like. Dude, don't this is them. exactly what I thought the Sixers would be when they hired Doc Rivers. I thought he'd bring professionalism to their organization. You get them playing really good in the regular season. They might be, you know, a one, two, three seed. And uh, and then we'll see what happens in the playoffs. But they're they're third in point differential in the East. So um, you could say that their record should probably be a little bit worse. And then in the in the entire NBA, they're eighth in point differential. So I think that it's been a little bit fluky. It's not like I mean they're twenty two and eleven. You know they're they've been good, but it's not like they're you know twenty six and six like Utah. Right. Um, and I their offense is good, not great. It's fifth in the East. Yeah. Uh, what's really good is their defense, which I think when you've got Simmons and Embiid in the regular season, that defense is going to be really good against teams who can't shoot because you're not going to be able to get to the rim against two basically seven footers um in the playoffs though that's what's going to be interesting because i still don't think they've got enough offense i still think once you focus on Embiid uh enough in the post double team and make anyone else beat you um i'm not too worried about anyone else on that team offensively beating you and um and i think when other teams can shoot having Embiid on the court uh, it's hard for him to stay with guards so I, I don't think they really stand a chance against Brooklyn. Uh, against the Bucs, I think that would be a good series. And, um, you know, I think, I think they could, you know, get to the conference finals, but I don't see them being finals uh, champions I mean, at all. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's going to be it, – the road's going to go through Brooklyn. It doesn't matter if they have home court or not. That's, that's who you got to beat. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, totally. And, and, um, and I could definitely see them, like, maybe not being the one seed just because of that, that point differential. I mean, they're only half a game up yeah, on Brooklyn I mean, right now. Yeah, we got a ton of the season left to be played out, for sure. Yeah, more than half, half. You know, normally the all-star break, 
is is halfway through. It's like a little bit that you know the season's a little bit more than halfway done, and this year it's a little bit less than halfway done. Um, for example, like the Sixers have played thirty three games, and there's seventy two games, so um, still a lot of games left to play this season. Um, and and since All Star break, that makes me think about the All Star break, Jerry. Um, you know, we didn't really want to do the whole like All Star snubs and all that nonsense on this pod because like who really even cares? I mean, this all-star game is, is decided by like players and coaches voting who probably aren't watching every game and aren't really glued into who really should be an all-star and who shouldn't. So, I mean, there's definitely some big snubs, but who really kiss? I mean, congrats to the all-stars. It's better for your team if your player is not in the all-star game. So um, there's that. And, uh, and Jerry, I just want to ask you one question about All-Star Weekend. Are you in or are you out on All-Star Weekend? Dude, who cares? Who cares about All-Star Weekend in general, let alone during the pandemic 2020, no fans? Like, honestly, like, I don't give a shit if some guy puts up 45, 9, and 9 on the All-Star team. Like, no one's playing any defense. They're all there to just hang out and, like, play around. Like, I, I just don't care at all. I might watch if there's nothing else on, which it's looking likely during this COVID time in February or March, whenever the hell the game is next weekend. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I don't care. I couldn't agree. Care? I couldn't agree more. Like, I'm probably not even going to watch the first three quarters. I mean, maybe I'll watch, like, the intros in the fourth quarter. When you get and, an alert uh, on your phone that's like, oh, this game's tight coming down to and the guys are playing intense, that's when you go turn on the TV. You know, if you're yeah. not getting a notification or your friend's not texting you about, like, hey, you got to check out, like, what's happening right here. Who can, like I'll see the highlight of Damian Lord pulling up from like the half court and making it. Like I don't care if I miss that live during the All Star game. Exactly. So NBA, uh, reach reach back out to us once the uh, season gets going again. Yeah. And um and when we'll start watching again. But uh, who really cares about All Star Weekend? Um, Jerry, anything else you want to uh, talk about here today before we uh, get going? Uh, baseball's coming up. I know you're looking forward to that. I think we're going to have to get into that, even though, uh, I tried to pay attention last year when things were shut down, but it didn't go. So I don't see it going much better for me this season, but, uh, and, and also my socks are not going to be looking too good. So that's, it's a bummer too, but, uh, we'll get into that. I think, uh, coming up soon. I'm really excited for that, uh, March madness bracket though. I mean, it's been too long since we've had the, the tourney, man. We got to, I mean, yeah. The tourney, the 20, the 2020 robbed us of March Madness. I mean, of all things sports, obviously going to games, but um, we still got the World Series, the final NBA finals, the Super Bowl. We did not get, yeah, we did not get a March Madness. So I am super excited. So stay tuned for, for that. And uh, as always, check out 2tvsports.com as we have a new lineup of articles. Uh, check out the weekly spotlight dropping Sunday night, giving you the best 10 games, Jerry, the best 10 of this upcoming week. So you don't have to go through ESPN and check out like, you know, when's my, when's, when's this playing? When's them. this game? Yeah. You don't need it. You just go to two TV sports.com. Go to our Instagram. Look at the weekly spotlight. You'll see the best 10 games of the weekend dropping Sunday night. Uh, hot take of the week, Jerry. Every Wednesday I give my hottest takes had to that Luka Doncic should not be an all-star and uh in that um the Nets should win that is are going to win the NBA finals so been known from my hot aches and uh I'm getting those out every Wednesday 
on the hot take of the week at 2TVSports.com and at our Instagram at 2TVSports. Every Friday, Roberts, J-Rob, is coming to you with the Friday Stock Watch. I don't know if you saw this one, Jerry, but it was all golf-themed. Uh, very great read, so go to 2TVSports.com and check that one out. Um, and with that, 2TV uh, Sports is going to sign off the mic.